Well, Merry Christmas to you all. And from where I'm from, we say Nele Kalikimaka. And uh, knowing that uh, you just heard me say that, you probably guessed where I'm originally from, right? Canada. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm originally from Hawaii. And, uh, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity that we have to, to um, host our children and allow them to use their wonderful gifts. I mean, they were fantastic, and uh, I was rejoicing the whole time through. So if you're a guest with us today, mahalo for joining us today. If you don't have a church home, I hope that you consider coming and being a part of Mission Church. This is an amazing place. I'm, I'm kind of a new pastor here. I've only been here for a few months, and uh, I am just loving the opportunity uh, to serve as the pastor here and looking forward to building great relationships with all who come. So thank you for being a part of our service. I want to let you know that there are some still some upcoming things that are going on in the life of our church. Uh, on Christmas Eve, we have a 5 p.m. service. We're going to partner with our sister church. That's going to be right here with El Cajon New Life. And, um, and if you would like to come, but because it gets darker here uh, earlier, um, we want to provide rides for anybody that, uh, that may not feel comfortable driving. And so if you have a Connect card, um, you can find it in the bulletin. Go ahead and fill that out and just write the word ride on here with your name and contact information. We'll be happy to come and send a service out to you to pick you up. How awesome is that? And uh, we can have you be a part of our service on Christmas Eve. Yes, you want a ride, Ricardo? <laughs> and, uh, but um, we also, on the 26th, that, uh, the next Sunday, um, we have a very special guest speaking at Mission Church. It's Vicki Kopp. She's the, the, um, the wife of one of our former and beloved pastors here, Dan Kopp, and she's going to come. So for many of you who know Vicki, please come and join us for that beautiful, beautiful service. Um, as Evie has said, uh, today is the second Sunday of Advent. By the way, for those of you who have not met, my name is Gordon. I'm the senior pastor here, and again, thank you for joining us. But today is the, the final Sunday of Advent and we have spent the last four weeks uh, going through the different themes of Advent. Uh, four, four weeks ago, we talked about hope, and then we moved on to peace. Last Sunday, we talked about what Advent love is. And today, we, I'd like to share a brief message on the joy of Advent. And uh, wouldn't you say, wouldn't you agree with me that our world could use an extra measure of joy? Yeah. If you agree, say amen. Amen. You all agree, right? Our world could use an extra measure of joy. But I'm going to ask you a question that maybe you've not thought of before, and that is this. Where does joy reside? Another way, way to put that is, is where, where does, does joy end up? Where's the, the home for joy? I'm not asking you about where the source of joy, where, where do we get our joy, I'm asking you, where does joy end up? Because we know the source of joy, right, for most people, is whatever it is that we place value in. What we value highly is where we usually find our, 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 our place of joy, what brings us joy. But I think you would all agree with me that the home of joy, the, the, the place of joy where it resides, is in people, right? As we watched our children 
ring their bells and weren't they amazing? <laughs> I love that they were just ringing it and they didn't matter what color it was. They just had so much joy. I got my bell! And they were ringing it and that was so wonderful. And I looked out into the crowd and behind the mask, I could see your smile as well too, right? When we watch our children sing and they did a great job, Jeff, your daughter, Mackenzie, sang beautifully. I'm sure that you were filled with joy because that's where joy resides. It resides in us, right? When, we, when the things that we value, when we see things like that happen, there's joy in us. Our kids bring us joy. I see the joy in your faces. And you know, when, when people who have joy in their hearts, when we gather together, the room is filled with joy. Right now, this place is a, a, a sanctuary. Our church is filled with joy because you are here and your hearts are full of joy. Amen. And that's what the church is for, right? We find that in the church. But I would also say to you that on, on the other end, right? On the other end, when, when, there's, when there's people who don't have joy and, and they congregate together and they gather together, that place, instead of being a place of smiles and laughter and hugs, that place could be a place of, of, of sadness and disappointment that, that maybe even leads to anger. And, and, uh, and when people gather together who, are, who don't have joy, they, 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 they've lost the, the flicker of joy in their hearts. When people like that gather, we have a name for them, Right? They're called the Detroit Lions fans. Sadly. And this, this is true. The Lions have been bad for a long time. And when, when they gather together in their stadium, I have pictures to show you, right? They're, you see the sadness, the frown, and the tear. I, I got several other pictures of fans that have come to uh, the Detroit Lions. Can you go to the next slide, please? There you go. This is not a costume. It's real. It's painful. There's no joy here. And I think I got one last one right there. They're crying. Oh, it's so sad. When, when people with no joy gather together, that place can be a place of sadness. <laughs> When you're full of joy, when you're full of joy, it impacts your whole life. And everywhere you go, you take that joy with you. And what the beautiful aspect of that is, it, it impacts the people around you. When you're full of joy, you create joy with the people around you. The same thing happens on the other end when you don't have joy. And when you don't have joy, it impacts your life. And as a result, it impacts the people that you come into contact with. I heard this story uh, of a person that, that struggled to have joy in their lives. There was a guy who went to the doctor because he had a sore on his chin. And, and he entered into the doctor's office and there was a receptionist there. He says, uh, ma'am, I'd like to see the doctor. I have a sore on my chin and, I, and I'd like to get the doctor to check it out. And without looking up, the receptionist says, down the hall, last door on the right, go in, take off your clothes, just leave your boxers on. 
And, and, and he thought that that was a bit much for a sore on his chin, right? To, you know, get unrobed for everything. And so he wanted to make sure that the receptionist knew exactly why he was there. So he says, oh, excuse me, but I have a sore on my chin and I don't understand. And with, he didn't have to finish. The receptionist says, down the hall, last door on the right, go in, take off your clothes, leave your boxers on. And he was still kind of like, mm, I don't think she understands but I'm trying to say. And as he inhaled to even say a word, she finally looked up from her desk and said, down the hall, last door on your right, go in and take off everything but your boxers. And so he wanted to see the doctor. He says, okay, okay. So he walks down the hall, gets to the last door on the right, opens the door, and he's about to go in. There's a guy in there already shivering <laughs> in his boxers. And then he says, the guy that's walking, he says, that receptionist, wow, no joy, just angry and frustration. I, I can't believe that. All I wanted to do was come and see the doctor because I have a sore on my chin. And she tells me to come in here, just take off everything and leave my boxers on. And the guy shivering says, you think that's bad? I'm the UPS driver. When you don't have joy, you impact everybody around you. But don't you agree with me that we all, we all would rather be joyful, right? I mean, if we're given the chance to not have joy and to have joy, we would all want to have joy in our lives. But sometimes it's hard to find joy. Sometimes it's hard to find joy because where, where does joy come from? When you, you see problems all around you and there's conflict all around you and instead of things getting worse, things, I mean, instead of things getting better, things continue to get worse. Like the Detroit Lions, right? <laughs> if you put your, your value in, in a football team that doesn't play well, then you'll, you'll not find joy there. And the same goes for the Padres or the Chargers or whatever the team that you root for. And so here's the challenge to, to finding joy. I said earlier, and I think you agree with me, that joy is found in what we value and what we prioritize in our lives. So naturally, joy is found when things go our way. Right? That's important to us. When things go my way, when my team wins, I'm joyful, right? When I get my way, I'm joyful. I, 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 I'm happy. But you can see where the problem lies in that because so much of life is out of our control. I can't, I can't force my favorite team to win, but if I put my value and my, my stock in that, then when my team doesn't win, I, I don't have joy. But if I get what I want, then I'm joyful. That's, I, I'm not sure if, I hope you guys can follow me with this. When I get what I want for Christmas, then I'll be happy. But what if you don't get what you want for Christmas? Because that's not always in your control. If my team wins, I'm happy. But what if your team doesn't win, right? So much of our life, we put our emotional stock in, in, in the circumstances of life that so often are out of our control. And when things go, happen in our lives that we 
we don't like, then, then we don't have happiness. We don't have joy. Like if you get caught for a speeding ticket, which last year I did get caught for, <laughs> for speeding. And I'll tell you, there's no joy in that, right? What if you don't get the promotion you were hoping for? Or you don't get that raise that you need, right? Or your favorite team loses. All these things are out of our control and we prioritize them and make them really important, which they are. I want you to know they're important and I get that. But when we put our value for joy in things that we can't control, then there's great opportunity for us not to realize joy in our lives. And so there's a biblical alternative that we can have, that we can find joy in all things at all times. And our children were singing about that very joy. Instead of prioritizing circumstances that are beyond our control, what if we prioritize a relationship with Jesus? Because that's what the Bible tells us will bring joy into our lives. In Luke chapter 2, Verses 8 through 11, I put this passage of scripture up here. Listen to the words the angels brought to the shepherds. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This proclamation of the angel to the shepherds that night was a proclamation that brought good news that, that would cause great joy for all people. This word Advent that we've been talking about this Advent season means the coming or the arrival the arrival of the good news that the, the Messiah, the Savior, and the Lord was brought into this world as a baby. And through that child, through that child, good news and great joy would come to all people. And the way that comes is as we build and grow and start our relationship with Jesus because when we prioritize that relationship over the circumstances in life that we are in control over, but when we prioritize this relationship with Jesus, the one who loves us, and in response we return that love, we can find a joy that this world does not understand. See, the three names that were given to Jesus when he was born, the Savior the Messiah, and the Lord. This is the relationship that God wants us to have with His Son, Jesus. Because when we get to the place where we can see Jesus as our Savior, our Messiah, and our Lord, that relationship changes us. That relationship with Jesus is what changes people. It's transformational. When we accept Christ into our hearts, we are challenged to change. And that challenge is that our lives are called to be lived out in the same way Jesus lived His. And when we do that, instead of putting our, our priority in the things of this world that we have no control over, 
Our joy won't be found in, in those things. Instead, our joy will be found in the relationship that we have with the Son of God. And that joy we have can be shared by those around us. I'm going to just real quick explain that joy of, of how this transformation takes place in our lives. Because I think through this illustration, everybody will get it. And here we go. Have you been in a relationship with someone that you love? Like, I remember my, when my wife and I first started dating, we had, it was a budding relationship in college, and all I could think about when I was in my science class was the weekend and going out and spending time with her. That's, you know, and this love that I had was, was growing more and more in me for her. And what that did was it took my eyes off of myself and it placed it on her. And my joy came when she was happy. You guys see that? The same thing happened after we got married and we had children. When we had children, the focus of my life wasn't on me anymore. It was on raising my children. And when my children, just like yours today, when they, when they sang, when they smiled, when they responded in love to me, oh, that filled my heart with so much joy. And the message today about joy is where we find it and where it resides. It resides in all of us. But where are you going to seek your joy from? Is it going to be from the things of this world that so often we, are, we, we can't control? Or is it going to be in a relationship with Jesus who loves us so much that he would leave heaven to come and be with us? One of my favorite passages is Romans chapter 5, verse 8. And it says, God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't, he didn't wait for us to, to get better, to come clean, to be good. That while I was still a sinner, that's when Jesus came into this world and died for me. And so, my, my, my hope and prayers that you see, that joy, when it is placed in our relationship with Jesus, it can't be taken away from us. Bad things can happen. Challenges can befall us. We may not get our raise. Our favorite team might not win. We, you know, all these things. But we can still have joy because our focus is not on ourselves. It is in our relationship with Him. And... And I want to talk to those people who have been in the faith for a long time. Have you ever lost your joy? I can tell you exactly why. Because you took your eyes off of Jesus and you placed it on what you want. And every time I do that, every time I, I look at what I want and I don't get it, that's when I lose my joy. And so I want to close with this beautiful passage from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. So it says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross and suffered its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know what was the joy that was set before Jesus? You and me. That was Jesus' joy. And this passage tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. 
Because of us, Jesus endured the cross. Because of how much he loved us, he, was, he suffered. And in the same way, we are called to take our eyes off of ourselves and focus it on Jesus. Regardless of the circumstances of this world for you, you can find joy when your eyes are fixed on the right place. And so today, that's what I want to pray, that we can turn our hearts and our eyes onto Jesus and find joy in our lives. Would you bow your head with me? Father in heaven, the message that our children shared with us, the message of of your word today, and the whole theme of today's Advent message of joy resides in each of us. Lord, we are the destination of joy. But for so many and so often, me included, sometimes joy is so hard to find. When my eyes, Lord God, are on me and my own desires and my wants and and things don't go my way, It's so hard to find joy during those times. But when I am reminded that it's not about me, it is about you and what you're doing in me to help transform me, to lift my eyes off of myself and to see this great love that you have for me. It is then, Lord God, that I can release my anxiety, release my frustration, Release all these things, Lord God, that keep me from having what you want me to have, that great joy in my relationship with you. So today, my prayer is that all of us who are here, help us to look up from where we are at and to see you. Because it is in you that we can find joy in our hearts and our lives. Help us to make space for you in our hearts, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.